Okay, okay. Yeah, wonderful. It's so lucky just to be part of the family, just Jen. And uh, at this stage, we don't have a, a base church or a local church, but just Jen is our base church. So everywhere we get to, to visit on a Sunday, that's our family. I'm so much more privileged than you. I've got many, many places to go and, and a big family. The only problem is I can't remember all the names. So as a girlfriend, please forgive me. So I want to share to you, with you this morning about what happens to us when we give ourselves wholeheartedly to a church in which Jesus adds us. What happens to us? What happens to you and I when we give ourselves to a church? Something special happens to us. And uh, that's my testimony this morning. And I, I want to share that because I believe we find churches, so many churches still in the day that we live, that people just go to church on a Sunday. They're just part of, the, of what's going on in church, but they're not giving themselves to the life of the church wholeheartedly, commit themselves surrendering to the church wholeheartedly. And here I am. I'm here to serve, but to become part of the life of the church. So that, I mean, you can be a member. Like these people become members this morning. You can be, become a member on paper, and you can sign something, and you but that doesn't mean that you're into the life of the church. There's, some, there's, a, there's a deeper dimension, walking right into the movement of God in the church and serve there. So many years ago, this is my testimony, uh, many years ago, I, I was born again, and then I had a bad experience being part of a church. There was no life in it. So I decided one morning, I decided Yeti should just drop me off at a small little place in a small town in the, in the free state. And there I was, I, be, I was born again in that church. And uh, it was a wonderful experience. Just 20, 20 odd people that morning. But God spoke to my heart and I surrendered my life to the Lord in that small little church. And then I became part of that church. But you know what? I was so disappointed after a few months. It, I thought, this is, this is, this is going to be perfect. Perfect. A perfect church. But I realized this is not a perfect church. I mean, 20 odd people and they're all fighting for power and for leadership and for position and everything. And hey man, I was so dis disappointed. I said to myself and to my family, you know what, for many years I was part of a dead church. Now I'm, I'm part of a, a lively church, yeah. fighting church. <laughs> it's like the, the guy said, what you call the AFM, that's the fight, fight mission. That's what it is. So eventually I said to my wife and, and, and my family, I think the Lord's telling me we should quit church. Totally, you know. Just, I'm not into church anymore. So I went to, to go to the men's camps. So, Word and Axie Monocampo, Word and Faith men's camps, you know, for many years. Like, went to all the way from, from the Free State to Pretoria. And I mean, that was 400 kilometers from there. But once a, once a month, I went to the men's camps. And I, and I, I yeah, 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 on the men's camp. That's wonderful. So, you got saved on the men's camp. Yeah. 
and he's still saved. So it worked. <laughs> so I took so many of my friends to the men's camps, and it was wonderful. It's like for 15, 16 months, I never went to church. So on, on Sunday mornings, I got my family together on the farm, and I said, now we're going to do church. And we sit in the sitcomer, and we, we read the Bible, and we prayed together, and we felt that was church. And we felt good about it. Because I don't need the fighting, I don't nothing else. And many people do it nowadays. Am I right? So that's I believe that's the message that we need to carry out as a church. So you can't do that. That's not from the Lord. But as I was on out in the fields one day, driving my bucket, and I was thinking of every, everything in church, the Lord said to me, Len, who do you think you are? And uh, in my heart I was I was getting this thought the whole time. The Lord says, who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? And I said, Lord, regarding what? Regarding your attitude against my church. And I, I was, uh, yeah, I stopped the bucket and I was listening and praying him out. So, Lord, what's going on here? And he said, it's, it's not your church. It's not the people's church. It's my church. I want you to go back to that small little church. And I want you to go and ask forgiveness for what you have done to the church for so many years. And I said, Lord, but it's not me fighting. <laughs> it's them fighting, Lord. I said, that doesn't matter. You go back and you, and you tell them, forgive me. No, Lord, I'll, I'll go and tell them I'll forgive you. <laughs> that sounds better. No, 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 you go and tell them you, you want forgiveness for what you have done. So I told my family... And they said, okay, <laughs> it sounds like the Lord. So, <laughs> so let's go. The next Sunday, I, I, we went to that, the small church and we, we got there. And in the morning when I, I saw the leadership, so when I got into the door, I, I could see they were, they were scared and, well, because they know I'm critical and I left the church and I actually gossiped about them, everything, you know. So, so then I went to the, to the leader and I said, can I share something that morning? And he said, well, let's first, we, we need to have a meeting. So they, have, they had a meeting with the leaders. Just, just to decide, can Len share this morning? And they came back and said, okay, you can share, but just not, not much. You're not going to preach. Just, I said, no, I won't, I won't preach. I won't preach. So it wasn't easy. But I stood in front of the small church and I said, guys, Forgive me. I sinned against you. That was a godly moment in my life. Because God restored my love back to the church so much. From that moment, I said, forgive me for my attitude. I never pointed a finger, you know. Never said, you know, it's, yeah, but you must remember it's because you, you fought so much. That's because I, I left the church. No, I just said, forgive me. And they did forgive me because they, they loved the Lord. And, and I was part of the restoration of that church. I mean, just to, be, to become part of the leadership again and serve without fighting. So after many months from there, it was a healthy, small little church with a purpose and a destiny, destiny in a small place in the free state. But let me tell you, if I was not willing to, to stand in front of the church that morning and, and 
surrendered my life to the church wholeheartedly, God would not have restored my life and my ministry. I wouldn't have been here this morning. Because it's all about the attitude in your heart. So that's why I say I've experienced so much from that day. I'm, I'm talking about 1995, So that's how many years I served the Lord in His church. From there on, I sold my farm, I sold everything, and I went into full-time ministry. I went in serving a church from there on. And I'm still here serving the Lord and His church. So I'm, I'm so convinced something special happens with you and I the moment we give ourselves to the church. So this morning, I want to ask you, are you prepared to live for this church? Are you even prepared to die for this church? That's how important it is. Because it's not, it's not my church. It's not Kala's church. It's not Andrew's church. It's not Martinez church. It's not Juan's church. It's the Lord's church. It's his church. So actually, when you do it, you do it for the Lord. When you surrender yourself to this church and to what he's doing in this church, you're doing it for him. And I, you need to, to see that because it's going to change a big thing in your heart when you become part of a church. And you will ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? Please, I want to become part of this. I don't just want to sit in the seat and, and I want to become part of this. I want to be in the flow in this church where you are working. Does that make sense? So this morning, I believe there's going to be a special moment where we come together as a family and we're going to pray about this. And maybe you will bring your heart before the Lord. And He, he still heals so I believe he will heal you from that brokenness, maybe the hurt that you, you have in your heart from leadership, way back, whatever. God will bring you into a new season, new building, new season, new anointing, new power in this place because there's unity in our hearts. God promised blessing where there's unity. So the first thing, I want to read a few scriptures to you. Is that okay this morning? So I, the first thing that came to my mind when I gave myself to the, to, to, to the church is that this is not just an institution. It's not. It's not just an organization. It's not. It's the body of Christ. It's His body on, on this earth. You have to remember that. You become part of the body, and you are a special part of that body. So let's read it, okay? Uh, we read it in 1 Corinthians 12. Verse 12 to 27. Okay, just as one body. Maybe I'm not in the same translation, but you will follow me there. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we are all given the one spirit to drink. To drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, 
every one of them just as he wanted them to be. As it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. On the contrary, those parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And the parts that we think are less honorable, we treat with special honor. And the parts that are unpresentable are treated with special modesty, while our presentable parts need to be no, no special treatment. But God has put the body together, giving greater honor to the parts that lacked it, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. So in this wonderful piece of scripture, we've, we find a few precious thoughts. The first thing that I picked up is that we are absolutely dependent on each other. Absolutely dependent. We cannot say that we don't need each other. I will cope with my own, thank you, I don't need you. No, that's not, that's not true. So tell someone next to you, hey man, I need you. I really need you. Yeah, but, but tell, tell this person, but you need me. <laughs> yeah, we need each other. Come on. I need you, you need me. That's the body of Christ. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. So the next thing that I picked up in this piece is that we should treat the weakest amongst us with special honor and protect them. Not uncover them, gossip about them or whatever, but we should cover them. That's part of the scripture. Amen. That's, that's love, isn't it? Yeah. And then the last thing that I picked up is that we share our best and worst times together. We share our best and worst times together. Not on our own. So I've got a video I want you to, to watch with me. Have you got it? Yeah. Just look at that. This is Kulpat. Look what happens. He's drowning on his own. But look what happens. Then the family get together. Wie van jullie het al so gevoel as as Kulpat het op sy rug le en verdrang? Come on. And all you need is just someone close enough, actually just close enough to you, that you can put your hand on and just druk op hierdie ou, and that support, that was what happens. We need a family, come on. And that, that is what happens when you give yourself to a family. You come close enough to each other to turn upside down again. <laughs> And, to, and not drown. Sometimes I feel in the, in the world that we live, hey man, you know, we're drowning in this. But that's the sanity of being part of a family, just to, to stay in that place. Uh, yeah. So, maybe just a few other precious experiences when we give ourselves to Jesus first and then to each other. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 5 says, if you got it there, and this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. First, we give ourselves to the Lord. 
First, you give yourself to the Lord. You belong to the Lord. You are the property of the Lord Jesus. But from then on, you, we, we give ourselves to each other. Amen? So, church, that's what it means to be part of a church. I give myself to you, and you give yourself to me. I actually belong to you, and you belong to me. I mean, this, this is not 2022 values. Come on. We live for, for ourselves. We think of ourselves. But becoming a, a Christian and becoming part of a, lively, a, a church full of the life of the Lord means that you don't belong to yourself. You belong to the Lord. You give yourself to the Lord. And then by the will of God, you give yourself to the, to the church. Have you done it? Can you really say, by heart, I've done it? Or do you just see yourself as a member of a church? I mean, you can be a stone, but a dead stone or a living stone. Are you a living stone in this church? Because there's a destiny in this church. Amen? God's got a destiny for this church. And if you find your destiny in this church, God will be able to find the, his destiny for this church. If you do your part. For this church has got a destiny in this place called Stellenbosch. There's a destiny, a redemptive calling on this church. You, we are here for a purpose. And look at this. It's, it's filled to capacity this morning. This place is too small. You, you guys made a mistake. I'm so sorry, Warren, but all your hard work is for nothing. It's filled to capacity. There's no more room. It's only a few seats over here, but if the kids is here, there's no room left. So this week you have to find another place. Sorry, Warren, but that's how it works. Do you guys believe it? I mean, yes. you know, there should be expectation in your heart that God's going to do something, even in terms of a revival in a place like Stellenbosch. Yes. Yeah. I've got so much testimonies about the church in, in, in Swanendam. But if you go there now, you will see what God has done over 11 years in a small place like Swanendam. Just because they seek the Lord with all their heart. And the people gave themselves to the church. This place is too small, unfortunately. So what happens? I find, when, when I give myself to the church, I find godly unity like never before. Through love. It's only possible by the Spirit of God to find a people from many cultures. Skin colors, languages, personalities. And in Afrikaans do it you Afrikaanse mense weet wat het is. Quirks. Yeah? Quirks. Or een aardig jere. All those people coming together. So Ephesians 3 verse 10 says, if you got it there, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. So many people say that the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places are the de demonic world. Is the demonic world, but it's not actually. It's the angels looking at the church and glorifying God, telling, saying to God, you know what, God, you're a wonderful God because you brought a people together, the Greek and the Jew, the Afrikaans, the Engels, the black, the white, the knorren, groot knorren, knorren, klein knorren, everyone, they come together, they worship God, they live in unity together, they love one another. This is a miracle from God. You won't find it in the, in the world outside. 
in the secular world, you won't find it. It's only by the love of the Lord and by His Spirit that we become unity. That's, that is the testimony of Jesus amongst us, that we come in unity, that we live together, we share life together, we love one another, we do community, and we give ourselves to this. People just, so, they are so prepared just to live the, for the church, like selling some of the houses and some of the stuff just to support the church financially, moving from one place to another place. There are so many testimonies in Josh Jen, people who by the Spirit of the Lord felt that God's moving them from one place to another place to serve the church. That's the purpose. I'm going to go there. There's a new plant in Tilbach. God's needing people there to bring the DNA of healthy church. I will sell my, my, my house in Stellenbosch. I will move to Tilbach. So, 15 months ago, we were in a very good place spiritually, leadership-wise, everything in a beautiful place called Swellendam. Then, then I got this phone call from a man called Andrew Sally. Hello, Len, are you doing well? And I get, you come and know. So I want you guys to move to Wooster, please. Wooster. Are you serious, bro? Wooster. From Swellendam to Wooster. Wooster is a Wooster plaque. It's Wooster plaque. And, uh, ah, but, I mean, will you go and pray about it? No. I will go. When you want me to go. Hmm. I'm surrendered. I'm, I don't belong to myself. So we went there. It's like, actually, it's so easy to do it, but it's so difficult to do it. But it's so easy to do it. But it's so difficult to do it. <laughs> it is like it. I mean, you know before the Lord, if you do it, you're in the complete will of the Lord. I'm going to be in the, His complete will every day of my life. If He wants me there, I'll go. And it, it, it's not like a moving house again. I think we've done it like 20 times in our lives. Uh, and we still prepare to, to move house. You know, people at my age, they go to Tsipis in the northern Transvaal, they call it, and they put their feet in the warm water and they pray every night and they retire. I'm, I, I will only retire one day when I'm in heaven. Yeah. So I, I live for the Lord. There's something in it, something in your heart, in my relationship with the Lord. Actually, I can't divorce my, my serving the Lord and my relationship with the Lord. I can't put it. It's, it's, it's just one thing. It's, it's the whole thing. So just a call upon your people this morning to give yourself to this church, just to become so much alive for him because he deserves it. It's, I mean, it's not for Martinez or for Kala or something. It's, it's for Jesus. You give yourself for the Lord because He gave everything for you and me. He deserves it. He's worthy of it. Lord, you've done everything for me. You saved me, Lord. You took me out of darkness. Ek wonder was ook geweest het as ek net die dag opgestaan het en my hart vir die regeet nie. Was ook vandag geweest het. I mean, maybe I wasn't even married anymore. I was on the, on the brink of maybe... I, I, we battled in our marriage just because I was a sinner, that's all. I was so, uns, so selfish, you know, so selfish. But the Lord changed my heart completely. And there's so much joy in just serving the church. I will, I'm going to end with the last one now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. One last thing. 
You know, when, when you give yourself to the church, it's a place where you, you get equipped. I mean, that's the guarantee of it. For what the Lord has for you in His church, He will equip you. So, can we read Ephesians 2.10? Yeah, 2.10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So, you are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. The moment you can become part of this church and you give yourself, be completely assured that God has, has created for you good works to, to walk in. That you should walk in them. And God prepared it beforehand. Beforehand actually means, actually before the creation of this world, He knew that you will live this day and age. That you will become part of this church. There's something special for you in this church. Amen. And God has planned it for you and created it for you. And you have to, to become, when you give yourself and serve in this church, you will be in that place where you serve the Lord. In that special place He has for you. That's called destiny. But you don't try to grab your destiny and your ministry. You just become part of the life of the church and serve. And when you serve with your heart and you're willing to, to be there every day, God will open up the way that you will go. He will open up that special place for you in this church. Amen.